I'm Effie Parks. Welcome to Once Upon a Gene, a podcast. This is a place I created for us to connect and share the stories of our not-so-typical lives. Raising kids who are born with rare genetic syndromes and other types of disabilities can feel pretty isolating. What I know for sure is that when we can hear the triumphs and challenges from others who get it, we can find a lot more laughter, a lot more hope, and feel a lot less alone. I believe there are some magical healing powers that can happen for all of us through sharing our stories, and I'll take all the help I can get. Hello, and thank you for tuning in today to the podcast. This is Once Upon a Gene, and I am your host, Effie Parks. You still have time to register for the Nord Living Rare, Living Stronger event. You can register at Nord.com. It's July 18th and 19th. There's so many amazing speakers, including doctors, researchers, patients, caregivers, and more. There's also a live performance from the cast of Hamilton, so don't miss it. You can register and watch it later, too. You don't have to watch it that weekend if you're busy. My guest today is such a special mom. She lives in Texas with her husband and her two sons. I discovered her because she was advocating on Twitter about complex regional pain syndrome, CRPS for short. She was heading out to take a walk one day and had an accident that changed her life forever. It even led her to finding out about an additional rare disease that she had been diagnosed with. Whitney has been through it living with excruciating pain for years and being in the hospital alone during COVID where her leg was finally amputated. And she also shared her journey uh, with the leg amputation at the hospital on her YouTube channel. So I highly recommend you watch that after you listen to this episode. Get ready to happy cry when you see her boys come and pick her up and put her in her pink and purple wheelchair van. Whitney's such an awesome advocate in this community, and she was so brave to share her story along the way. This Texas girl is a serious badass, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Whitney Lavender. Good morning, Whitney. How are you? Good morning, Effie. I'm well. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, and I'm really excited to talk to you. So you've been dealing with a lot over the last couple of years, especially and I'm not just talking about living with three dudes. Why don't you why don't you kind of let us know how you entered the world of rare? Yeah, absolutely. So, November 2017, a normal day, what I thought was a pretty normal life, went to pick up the kiddos from school, went inside to pick up a basketball jersey, left, went to walk down the stairs and ended up falling down the entire set of stairs. Not, I mean, six of them. We're not talking like a giant flight or anything, but nonetheless, a set of six steps went all the way down on my knees and hit the concrete at the bottom. In the moment, you're humiliated and embarrassed and your, you know, teenage son is standing there like, gosh, mom, you know? So you get up and you brush yourself off and you're like, okay, I'm okay. I'm out of here. Let's go. And I knew pretty quickly that I had hurt myself pretty bad. I just didn't really know what. We knew nothing was broken. I could walk on it, but it was not okay. It was really swollen and bruised, and we knew something was wrong. But we kept going to the doctor, and nothing was coming up. 
nothing's broken. The MRI show nothing. Uh, there's a little bit of fluid on your knee, but we think we can work that out with physical therapy. Let's just immobilize your knee for a while and walk on crutches and let it heal. And it's just bone contusions. So we did that. We kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And we kept saying, okay, well, how much longer? Okay, well, instead of four weeks, it's going to be six weeks. And instead of six weeks, it's going to be eight weeks. And you're going to get better. So we just kept waiting and nothing was changing except for I was getting a lot worse and physical therapy for some reason seemed to be making it a lot worse. So fast forward a little bit, the doctor that I was seeing, the orthopedic surgeon kind of was like, hey, I think this is what you have. I'm not real sure. You need to go see a pain doctor and talk to them. And my husband and I, I will never forget the day we Googled what it was called, complex regional pain syndrome. And the videos that came up were pretty horrendous. And sorry, um, you think back to that day and so much has happened since then. And it just, wow, it's been a roller coaster. Our life just kind of stopped in that moment once we started watching what other people's lives were like dealing with this disease. So three months after the accident, we got the diagnosis confirmed. Yes, you have complex regional pain syndrome. Physical therapy is not working. So let's try a whole bunch of other things. And so we started trying, you know, nerve blocks and spinal cord stimulator trials and epidurals and just lots of different things. Nothing was working. At the same time, my legs seemed to just be growing larger and got at one point where it was like oozing every night because it was just so swollen that there was nowhere for the fluid to go. We like quickly exhausted just a ton of options that normally take people with this disease a while to get to the point where they're even trying these things. So at at the get-go, doctors are kind of like, well, this is weird and this is not typical, but this disease is different for everybody. I call us snowflakes. No two of us are alike with this disease. It's the weirdest thing in the world, but we all have the same understanding at the end of the day. So we keep going through these things, and I'm getting worse in the meantime in a lot of other ways. And I've always had headaches. I remember getting my first what I thought was just a normal migraine headache when I was eight years old on vacation, and it was debilitating. And I just thought that that was normal. And after three days of a headache in the midst of dealing with this complex regional pain syndrome, my husband's like, you can't see straight. You can't do anything. We're going to the hospital. And... MRIs finally got ordered. I finally got to see a neurologist. After being diagnosed with a neurological condition, my insurance company wouldn't let me see a neurologist until I go and have headaches. I mean, go figure, right? This insurance stuff we deal with is don't, (laughs) that's a whole other hour long program. (laughs) So they're like, okay, you need to see a neurologist. Ordered an MRI of my brain. And found out I have what's called a Chiari malformation that I was apparently born with. So that is just my skull didn't form all the way when I was born. And the bottom part of my brain, my cerebellum had herniated into my spinal canal. And it was blocking spinal fluid from flowing normally, completely blocking it. And you found this out after you fell. After I fell. So we're like, maybe this is why I fell. Because my brain's being squished at the bottom of the brain where it controls balance and all of that good stuff. So then we start like, okay, well, this has got to be connected somehow. 
no doctor has ever been able to connect them for us. But in all the research that I do, and you know how this is, I'm sure, as a mom of rare, like, we we get more knowledgeable a lot of times than some of the doctors that we see because we just spend so much time trying to learn more. And I just started pouring myself into research, trying to figure out how is this connected. We still have not put these dots together, but I'm convinced that they're there. So then keep fast forwarding other failed treatments. And then this last August, a doctor in Houston was like, I think you've got Ehlers-Danlos syndrome on top of everything else, which made sense with the Chiari malformation, but it's just a tissue connectivity disorder. So my tissues just don't work. My joints just don't work like normal people's would. They stretch too far and then they don't go back to like they should be at the beginning. So that kind of helped piece some puzzles, pieces together for us, but not completely and totally. So I don't know. (laughs) It's been a wild ride. Yeah. And probably made you look back on a lot of instances in your life that was maybe like an aha moment after you had the diagnosis of Ehlers. I see like millions and they're still happening. It's like a weekly thing. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. This makes sense. This is something I've experienced my entire life and never was able to like pinpoint, hey, this is what this is. Wow. So after they gave you the CRPS diagnosis as well and all of your treatment plans and all the medications and nothing was working, what was happening with like your mental state at that point? Were you just finding these groups of the CRPS and the Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and just talking with everyone? Were you going outside? What was happening? So for the first year, I went this alone. I was not on social media. I was in this little hole all by myself. I mean, I had my family and they were great support, but they have no way of understanding what I'm going through. I crazily just reached out to somebody on Pinterest one day and was like, you're in Texas and you have this disease. Like, what can you do to help me? Can you do anything? (laughs) And now that I'm on social media, I've reconnected with her. And I'm always like, yeah, I'm the crazy lady that was like, what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) We've all done that. I mean, you're just desperate for, for some kind of connection or some kind of understanding or some kind of answer. So I went the first year alone. I went to the Nord conference in Houston last summer, and that was my first, like, wow, this is what rare looks like. And it's a lot bigger of a world than I could have ever imagined. And that kind of opened my eyes. And I met someone there that had my disease. And it was like, I just started bawling, you know, it's like that reassurance that someone else out there gets it. And she gave me a great piece of advice and just said, your world got a lot bigger, not smaller. So I used that and I went home and I was like, you know what? I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and I'm going to get on Twitter and Instagram and do this Facebook thing and see what happens. And what happened was I found the most amazing community in the world that just completely opened their arms and embraced me and welcomed me in and changed everything. I went from being completely in despair and completely alone and super depressed and literally seeing 
no way out and no bright side to it to, you know what, there's so much good that can come from this horrible, horrible, horrible thing. And it's amazing the change in the, you know, in the time, we're almost a year in now with this whole, you know, community now. And I think back often to that girl before, that woman before that was just sitting in that dark corner by herself, bawling hysterically, not knowing what to do next. And now I look around and I'm just like, wow, I'm so blessed. Yeah, it's amazing the difference. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I totally feel you on that emotional level of feeling so isolated and alone. And then magically this community that's, you know, spread across every continent is online at your fingertips. And they're all so supportive and they're all so understanding and everyone's trying to help each other. Everyone's trying to connect you to people. Right. Yes. Like, hey, I might know somebody. I love it. And I'm so glad that you went to that Nord conference. And it was one of those things, Evie. Like, I woke up that morning and I didn't feel well. I was like, I don't want to go. I don't think I have it in me because it was a haul for us. We had to drive, you know, three hours and with my leg, it doesn't bend and there was no, you know, there's no comfortable way of traveling with this leg that's stuck out in front of you that you can't touch. I mean, it's insane to think about, but your clothes can't touch it. The wind can't touch it. Water can't touch it. So traveling like that was just always like, is it worth it? And I just was like, you know what? Pull your bootstraps up. It's only, you know, we only have the day. Just do it. And I'll never forget, like, my husband and I walking in there. And we honestly, I, I honestly thought it was going to be a lot bigger than it was, Effie. I was expecting thousands of people. And you walk in and there's hundreds of people. And you really start understanding, like, where you are in this spectrum and, and how rare this thing is and how rare the rare world is as, you know, a whole collective it was really eye-opening for us. And we left going, we have to really start facing this and not putting our heads in the sand and pretending like everything's just going to magically get better one day without us really putting in a lot of work here and not stopping. And I am so thankful that we went to that conference and I will forever be thankful for Nord. I just did my birthday fundraiser for him on Facebook because like my heart is just always going to just like Nord's got a part of my heart forever. So yes, very special organization to our, our, me, my family. I love that. Yeah, I was scheduled to be at the conference in May and I have been I had imagined that it would be this big thing with thousands of people. So it's funny that you kind of scaled that down in my mind. And I'm so glad that you had the guts to go. I mean, starting from everything of just getting dressed and getting in your chair and getting in your van and getting in your car and doing all the things and meeting people you've never met. Really cool. And I'm so glad you went. And I'm so glad that it inspired some sort of change in your family to like switch your mindset and barrel down a different path to figure it out. Yes, yes. And from that point on, it was just like, we're not stopping. Until we have answers, there's no stopping. And it was doctor after doctor after doctor keep going, keep getting me in front of them. We're going to get in front of one one day that's going to know what to do with this. And we've just kept at it. And now here I am. 
So when did you find that doctor? What was that moment like? <laughs> Life changing and just a really, I mean, simplify it completely. I mean, it was literally life-changing. It was really my primary care physician that found him. He's been working with us side by side since the beginning and has seen how this has changed and has seen how it evolved and has learned with me and has, you know, grown as a doctor with me. It's been really amazing to have that relationship with their office. And I've been very, very thankful for that because without him in my corner, none of this would have ever happened constantly calling and trying to get me in with them. And he had been talking to this doctor for about six months. So he already had the backstory for the most part when we got there and he knew what to do really quickly. It didn't take very long. It was overwhelming in that sense that That's awesome. I thought it would be more of a process. I thought it would be more of a, you know, we really need to look at some things and, you know, it was like, no, this is what we need to do. Let's do it. Let's schedule it. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> that's not what we're used to. <laughs> There's not 15 hurdles to jump over. <laughs> yeah, <first>. no. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm ready for a fight. Yeah, like I've been ready. <laughs> Spoiler <Yeah>. alert. <laughs> You're going to make this that easy for me now after all this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, oh my goodness, we walked away with peace. Oh, I'm so glad. So you had your leg amputated in April, right? Correct. On April 20th. Okay. So this, these two doctors that helped you come up with the plan, this is, this is what it was. And this was this was the appointment that you had been waiting for for two years and not really knowing about it. Yes, this is it. This is it's, it's a big thing. I mean, you're losing a limb. You don't go into something like that lightly. So behind the scenes, this is something that my husband and I had talked about for about a year before having conversations with the doctors about it because we knew we had to get to that point where we had exhausted every single option in order for them to go, okay, this may be the next viable option, you know? And when we got to that point, we didn't even have to, I didn't even have to beg, you know? I went to them and they were like, no, this is, it's time for this. This is what you need. It was, we, you know, we look now and we can honestly and 100% say that it was sucking the life out of me. That leg was sucking the life out of me. I believe it. My dysautonomia was just like, out of control. My heart couldn't regulate itself. My blood pressure couldn't regulate itself. My body temperature couldn't regulate itself. Nothing could regulate itself anymore. It was done fighting. It was done trying to stop this thing from overtaking my entire leg. And we were watching this disease just crawl, just to continue to crawl up the leg and take more and more and more of it as time passed. Oh, that's a good way to put it, because that's exactly what it looked like from the pictures that you would share throughout the journey of it. And yeah, your body was just rejecting the poor little thing. It was. It was like, this is not good for you. Get rid of it. So, <laughs> you know, for me, amputating my leg was the best course of action. And that's a really crazy thing to hear someone say, I know, but I've gotten my life back, I feel like, and it's not even been two months. It's unbelievable how much healthier I am and how happy my body is with me. And I still have these other issues that I'm dealing with and I'm going to deal with for the rest of my life. And 
they like to rear their ugly heads every now and then and remind me that they're still there for sure. But it's nothing in comparison to what I was dealing with before. Nothing. So I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> so after your leg was amputated and even now, what happened with the pain level from before to now? So waking up from surgery, I wake up and this blanket's covering me. And beforehand, I couldn't have a blanket over that leg. So my initial thought was, oh my gosh, get the blanket off my leg. And then I was like, wait a minute, nothing hurts. So that's weird, <laughs> you know, wait a minute. <laughs> you start looking and you're like, what's, what's going on? So of course I had surgical pain, but I knew immediately the moment my eyes opened from surgery that the CRPS pain was gone. Wow, just gone. Like completely gone. And there has not been just gone, like gone. I have chill bumps saying it now. I'm going to have chill bumps every time I say it for the rest of my life. <laughs> I woke up from surgery and that beast was gone. Those chains that had bound me for so long and kept me from doing everything in my life and enjoying any little moment, it was gone. And I kept pinching myself for the first like so several happy. weeks. Yes. I was like, is this real? Are we sure? You know, are, it, 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 the, it, you know, is the, is the residual limb going to start having issues? Like we just kept waiting for something bad to happen because we were so used to that and it didn't happen. And here we are, not even two months later, and we're starting this prosthetic journey, and everything's healed beautifully, and the pain of the, the leg and the surgery is just less and less and less every day, and it's, it's wild. I still, like I said, I still am pinching myself every day going, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to think. It still is a big adjustment. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine you would really ever get over the joy of not being in chronic pain. I mean, nobody knows what that's like unless they've lived it. So and unless you've lived it and a lot of my friends, I love it. You know, I, I post pictures now and my friends that live with this disease see it. They see the difference in my face. They're like only someone that's lived it knows what that face used to be hiding every time you would post a picture and we can see now that that's not there anymore. And it's, it's unbelievable that they can see it. Yeah, it's it's evident. I mean, I've only known you on Twitter and Instagram since I entered this world kind of around October of last year. And I believe exactly what you're saying. I mean, I've seen your face change from this determined and a woman on a mission. But now your face is like bright and there's so much joy and there's so much hope and you have a new beginning. It's very clear. Yes. Thank you. And that's the thing, a new beginning and hope for the first time in a long time. And that's something that I don't plan to ever let go of ever, ever, ever. Like when you've been through something like this, you have to allow it to change you in a big, big way. I was watching the YouTube video that you posted uh, documenting your hospital stay and you weren't allowed to have your family there for about a week, obviously, due to COVID, and you had to have your leg amputated alone. 
And I've watched it a couple of times and I cry every time your handsome husband comes up to you when you leave the hospital and you guys hug and you get in your van. I just, I love it so much. So we'll link your YouTube channel in the show notes. Go watch Whitney's journey so far. She's posted a couple of them and they're amazing. (laughs) So cool. Oh, thank you. I'm crying thinking about that day. It was, oh, that hug and that embrace was the best one ever, for sure. That was a rough week. You know, we've been through a lot, and I've, backstory, had 11 surgeries. This was my 11th surgery. So um, he's been there with me for every single one. So him for, for him to not be there for this one, I think, was almost harder on him than it was on me, <laughs> for sure. So yeah, sweet. so it was, it was, we were both ready. <laughs> we were both ready to reunite after that week. <laughs> yes, yes, he's incredible. Back to the idea of how much bigger your network is now. Now you're going to be joining groups for prosthesis stuff yes right now you're yes now you have to learn about how to have a prosthetic leg yes and there's so much to learn it's wild it's a big world I bet yes it's very overwhelming still we're just like I feel like I'm just getting my feet wet with the knowledge that's out there so there's there's a lot to learn yes tons to learn but I'm excited for this part of it yeah there's also just so many puns (laughs) there's so many puns yes 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 (laughs) so many and we're definitely having fun with it people keep asking is it too early to joke and I'm like no we were joking before it even happened so if you've got a good amputee joke please throw it my way because we've exhausted all of them so far and we need some new ones to keep it interesting (laughs) you do you 100% do When do you expect to get that leg? When is it going to be all finished and fitted? And The goal is to be completely done with it by July 4th. Okay, that's soon. So within a month. Yeah, I go this week, this Thursday, and should be taking first steps with the leg this week. It will just be a few. There will be a lot to dial in, but my leg, he ordered it, and it was supposed to arrive last week, and my first test socket was fitted last week, and they were able to make the changes that needed to be made to that. So on Thursday, we should be trying first steps. That's so exciting. Completely enthusiastic about that day. I cannot wait. So yeah, talk about a Independence Day for you too. That's awesome. For sure. In so many different ways. It'll have a lot of meaning. It's (laughs) yes. Yes. So hopefully by July 4th, I don't see any reason. He doesn't see any reason why that won't be, you know, why that should be a problem. So that's the goal, which really just shocks me. I... I, I, who would have thought? It's fast. It seems so fast. <laughs> it seems really fast. I never <laughs> would have imagined that I'd be back up and moving that quickly or at all for that matter. You know, we didn't know if my leg would take sure. a prosthesis after everything it had been through, if my body would be able to handle it. So we are, we're feeling immensely blessed to be in the position that we're in after everything that we've been through. That is for sure. You deserve it. So after this, not after, you're, there's a lot to do with it forever. So what about your EDS? So is that something that you're going to need to focus on and kind of nurture a little more since you didn't even know about it your entire life? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So it, it tends to make me a little bit more clumsy, which is, <laughs> that was one of those aha moments that I had. I was like, oh, see, there's a reason for that. It's not just me. <laughs> I didn't just fall all the time for no yeah. reason. So we, I've been working with my physical therapist and occupational therapist on that because it is a concern moving forward. I don't want to have another accident. I'm, I'm very cautious now. I'm very nervous about my surroundings and, you know, my footing. And it's, it's something that I probably always will be. So I definitely am going to have to learn to just take it a little bit easier and definitely listen to my body when it's telling me, hey, I got to stop. You got to stop. And I've been really bad about that my entire life, not knowing that there was an issue. You got to push through, Whitney. You're tougher than that. You're from Texas, girl. You got this. Pull your bootstraps up. You know, that was how I was raised. So it's hard taking that, that lesson and learning that and finding that balance now and going, okay, I can't do this today. And that's okay that I can't do this today. I'm going to rest. And tomorrow I'll try again. And if I can't do it tomorrow, then that's okay too. So just really learning to allow myself that grace and allow myself that downtime and not just go, 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 go all the time anymore. It's, it's, it's going to be a new balance and a new life moving forward than it was before in a lot of different ways. But that's okay. I get to move forward and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it really is. And I just I I can imagine kind of the connection that this has brought from, of course, your husband, but what, your little boys watching this and going through this with you and seeing their mom be such an amazing, brave, badass. They're probably so proud of you. No, thank you. <laughs> they, they are. And they tell me every day. We actually went fishing on the coast this weekend out in the boat. Nice. <laughs> And I caught three fish. <laughs> so they're just constantly like, golly, mom, here you are out doing us all. Like, what? <laughs> That's so funny. This is, you're crazy. It's, so it's, they do. They're my biggest cheerleaders. They're constantly just telling me that I'm a badass. I'm you are. <laughs> and, you know, beforehand, I would have never given myself that credit, Effie. I think that it's really sad that we don't look in the mirror and tell ourselves that we're a badass more often. Yeah, that's a very good point. We shouldn't have to go through something like this to realize it. Yeah, to realize that we're a badass, to realize that it's okay to slow down and not do everything on everyone else's timeline, to not stay stuck in your systems of growing up and, you know, how you think you should be. Or, yeah, just kind of embracing change, right? Like that's what happens. Once you once you get into this rare world, you yes. get smacked down and you have to put all of your expectations over there. Oh, go somewhere. Yes. Find a new way. Right. Yes, you do. You do. Constantly. It feels constantly. like you are constantly having to do that. It's not just a one time thing. Totally. It's a sometimes a daily thing, you know, so definitely understand that. Yes. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm so happy for you, Whitney. And I think I'm so Thank glad you. that you've been documenting it all. It's such an important story and it's so inspiring. I know that word is thrown around a lot, but <laughs> it really is. And I love that you came from this dark, sad place of isolation and despair that a lot of us have felt and you're just like this bright shiny excited facing the world like warrior and it's so cool to have seen this metamorphosis just in the short time that I've known you 
And I'm really looking forward to where everything takes you. And I think you're going to be a really valuable resource to a lot of other people in both of those communities. Oh, thank you. I truly appreciate that. That means the world to me, Epi. Thank you. You know, I never set out to do any of that, but it's been, it's been amazing <laughs> to, to be inspiring to other people. I'm like, I didn't know I had that in me, but it's, it's neat. <laughs> and, and I hope that, you know, it's, you can take this, this bad thing. And just, like I said, so much good can come from it. And for me, that's just grabbing that and holding that and running with that is just, that's that's my calling for right now so i'll do it i'll take it i'm I'm loving it i'm loving life so i love it well are there any other thoughts that you'd like to leave us with especially maybe those of us who are walking around thinking that nothing's ever gonna happen to us oh my goodness never give up hope i was at a place at one point where i definitely thought that there was no light at the end of the tunnel and i woke up one day and said you know what that's not that is not how this is supposed to work. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. You never stop. You never know. I mean, I went into that doctor that day thinking it was going to be more of the same, prepared to be disappointed. And my life changed in one instant, just as quick as it changed in the bad way at the beginning when all of this started. So just as quick as things can go bad, they can get better. Don't ever forget that. Thank you so much, Whitney. I love talking to you and I'm really excited to continue to get to know you and see your advocacy online and hopefully meet you at a Nord event someday. Yes, I know. That would be awesome. <laughs> and congratulations on your on being a speaker at the Nord event this year. That's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm going to be listening online. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not sure how it's all going to work yet, but I'm going to be there. So thank you so much, Whitney. Yes. Thank you. It's been great. I hope you've been enjoying this podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this show with your people and please make sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also head over to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to connect with me and stay updated on the show. If you're interested in sharing your story or if you have anything you would like to contribute, please submit it to my website at effieparks.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for supporting me along the way. I appreciate y'all so much. I don't know what kind of day you're having, but if you need a little pick-me-up, Ford's got you.